30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard miles. That's the total distance the Earth travels around the sun over the course of 30 years. Like a determined jogger counting loops on a track, the Earth maintains a steady elliptical orbit, looping around the sun again and again. For the Earth itself, one must imagine each loop is more or less the same. The dappled background of distant stars shifts, neighboring planets pass by, but never close enough to really say hello, and the sun continues to burn hot and bright, same as it has for long before the Earth even arrived. But for a human being, residing on the spinning surface of that pirouetting planet, each loop is a significant section of their lifetime. It only takes a couple loops to start using language, and a few more to become fluent. Ten loops is the entrance to adolescence, and twenty loops opens out into adulthood, of one sort or another. While traditional societies had different ideas about the life one should be leading by the age of 20, in the past several decades, many in Western societies have embraced their 20s as an extended adolescence, a period of searching and experimentation as one discovers what works for them and what they might want to do with their remaining loops around the sun. But with the extension of that adolescence, we also find additional emphasis on passing one's 30th loop, moving from I'm an adult, to, whoa, I'm an adult. And with Western culture bereft of rites of passage, the major milestones of driving and drinking already accomplished, what does one do to celebrate their 30th loop? How does one become initiated into the community of quote-unquote real adults, make sense of the life they've lived so far, and prepare themselves for the challenges waiting on the road ahead? Well, if you've got one handy, I would absolutely recommend consulting a wizard, because with their sage advice, you can finally learn how to turn 30. Life starts with a note. Later on, you add another. For some people, these notes start to make sense right away. A friend told me about his son the other day, who they've known was going to be a pilot since he was three years old. His son got his pilot's license before his driving license, which meant his dad had to drive him to the hangar from which he would then get out and embark on his own in a plane. He's now a commercial airline pilot. For some people, the notes just line up. But not for everyone. Some of us have stranger scales, and the first few notes don't reveal much about the piece that's being played or what its melody and rhythms will ultimately become. That's how I felt in my 20s. I started off as an amateur magician and professional weed dealer until I realized I desired more creativity in my career than dividing ounces by eight and answering text messages. I then went to school for a journalism degree, figuring it would be an excellent outlet for my love of writing and cultural exploration. 
Along the way, I fell into writing a sex column, which led to hosting and curating a film series of experimental avant-garde 70s smut. And so by the time I had my journalism degree, I realized that probably wasn't what I wanted to do. The gonzo magazine journalism I'd aspired to wasn't a very reliable form of employment anymore, and I didn't feel keen on sitting in a newsroom transcribing the day's events from Twitter. So I moved along. I tried my hand at writing comedy, hosted a late-night talk show in the basement of a black box theater, and then moved to New York City with a hope, a dream, and an acceptance letter into a graduate program in television writing. That first semester, my cohort was taught by a supposed writer who'd never worked in a TV writing room, but had briefly been an exec at Showtime in the mid-90s. Our task was to bring his original idea for a television pilot to life, which was about an engineering consultant in the future who travels into the past to meet Nikola Tesla. How does he travel through time, you ask? Is it a machine, or a portal, or a time belt? No, dear friends, no. He travels through time by having sex with a woman of color who is Tesla's helper and had no defining character traits beyond being a space-time-bending booty call. That deeply, deeply problematic plot device aside, writing a television pilot as a committee of inexperienced students is an exercise in excruciating futility, and I was going into debt to obtain a degree that no one in the industry would ever give a rat's ass about. So after one surreal semester... I dropped out. And suddenly, I found myself living in New York, approaching 30, with no idea what my next note might be. Now, you can call it a Saturn return or a quarter-life crisis, but what I think is truly special about whatever you call the moment of self-reflection that often accompanies one's 30th loop around the sun is the magic of pattern and perspective. What in one's 20s seemed like a random sequence of events, a series of actions and reactions that moved one through various friends, relationships, jobs, classes, and potential careers? Suddenly, we can look back and trace the underlying pattern. We can find meaning and coherence in the chaos. Bits that we liked from this time and aspects of ourselves we saw really shine in that experience. And then we can hear the notes all together. and get a sense of what might come next. Now, I don't want to come off like I'm suggesting this is an easy, painless process. It's not a word jumble where you look at it for eight seconds and then circle, go to law school. The smartest thing I ever did was declare 2014 my egg year, the year where I would patiently discover and hatch my next move rather than rush into it. And thus I spent 2014 barking up wrong trees and writing endless lists and walking myself through exercises like imagining what my future self would want to do with an ideal day until somehow, miraculously, I found myself settling on the stupidest, most daunting, least clear conclusion I could have possibly come to, which was to declare myself a wizard and hope that led somewhere interesting. And as I sit in my study on a warm Saturday afternoon, listening to psychedelic jazz and working on this podcast episode, I must admit this is a rather interesting place to be. Because this episode came from an unusual origin. A friend of one of our ritual participants, Jason, 
emailed me because she knew Jason was considering a one-on-one wizard consultation for his 30th birthday, and she wanted to book one for him as a surprise. And seeing how I love surprises, and birthdays, and rituals that loop in on themselves like a small blue planet endlessly orbiting a blazing yellow sun, I couldn't resist recording this mini-episode. Because that's what birthdays, and magic, and wizardry are all about. They're opportunities to take stock, to enact rituals centering on yourself, and to collaborate with your friends and family on the joyous project of creating mirth and meaning. So whether it's a culturally significant milestone like 30, or just another loop around the sun, birthdays are beautiful, and you're never too old to light a candle and make a wish. Happy birthday, Jason. From me and all the other participants of this podcast as a ritual, I'd just like to say, I believe in you. Your magic is real. Happy birthday.